0: Welcome back to another episode of The Shine Podcast. I am your host, Shauna Starr. Today, I have a really wonderful guest. Her name is Hallie Brook. She is the founder and CEO of Live Nourished and also a certified functional medicine nutritional counselor and advocate for this industry. And as you know, this is something also important to me as I love talking about business growth and marketing, but through, and we'll go through this, really pouring into our own well-being. So let's welcome Hallie Brooke. Welcome, Hallie, to The Shine Podcast. I'm so excited to have you, especially after we couldn't hear or see one another here for a little bit. So Welcome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's wonderful to be here, Shana. Thank you for having me. Of
0: course. So I know we already talked about we have both stalked each other a little bit here to get to know one another. And it's something that while reading about you, I was interested in chatting about uh, because as much as I do believe in marketing and marketing strategies and plans and knowing the importance of them in business growth, I found throughout my years here that pouring into my own well-being also helps my business growth. growth exponentially more than some of the other strategies. And I'd love yes. to know why you personally suggest that own well-being over the traditional marketing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a huge part of it is I think as entrepreneurs, we are we have a tendency to put ourselves last. Like I will take a client call over my own workout so often. Um And it just, you know, if we aren't setting ourselves up for long-term longevity, we're going to burn out and we're not going to have successful businesses. So that's a huge piece of it. Another huge piece is I come from a functional medicine background. So I'm a nationally board certified functional medicine, health coach and nutrition counselor. And so seeing what not taking care of yourself does to people Mm -hmm. in the long term makes people super sick, and then putting that into an entrepreneurial perspective and going, man, if we're out here to serve others and we're not taking care of ourselves, not only are we not doing what we're saying that we're doing, um, but we're also setting ourselves up for long-term failure. So those are kind of my two experience pieces. And then taking that and knowing the number of female entrepreneurs that I work with and that I know and that are in my networks who just have a really similar story and all say, you know, I'm exhausted. I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I'm a girlfriend and I'm a partner and I'm a daughter and I wear all of these hats. Oh, and by the way, I also run a business, <laughs> <laughs> which is more than a full-time job. Yes. Um, We women tend to put ourselves last already. Mm-hmm. And then as entrepreneurs, we, we make it even worse. And so just hearing the same story, over and over and over and over again and going, huh, (laughs) something's not working here. There's a theme, yes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, there seems to be a theme. Um, So that's that's kind of my experience. And then there's two quotes that I would love to share with you Mm -hmm. that just drive this home. One is from Forbes and one is from entrepreneur.com. So this one's from Forbes. They did this big study and put together a wellness survey and studied a bunch of business leaders and said, in summary, Leaders who scored in the bottom 50% of the wellness profile lost money. Hmm. Healthy leaders made profit, and leaders who ranked in the top 10% of well-being profile more than doubled the company's profit in a two-year period in comparison to the other 90%. Wow.
0: Whoa. That's yeah. incredible. Good. Incredible. So first of all, I just want to say, yeah, you hear, heard it here. If you want to make more money, take care of yourself. Like, I love yeah. that. I love that piece. Yeah. Um. So
1: it's, go ahead.
0: No, 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 no. Go for it. Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. It's, just, it's so important. We we have this piece that we're feeling and we know is real and we have to take care of ourselves and we're not. And then we take that and we say, actually, if you're not taking care of yourself, your business is less profitable mm-hmm. than it could be. Mm-hmm. That drives it home. And then this is similar. So this is from entrepreneur.com. Uh, CEOs who self-report to prioritize their own physical, mental, and emotional health have 60% more employees reporting that they are happy at work and tend to have 25% Plus, more annual growth year to year compared to CEOs who self-report to focus too much on work.
0: Wow. That is huge. Yeah.
1: It's huge. It's huge. So it's not just a good idea to take care of yourself. Right. You are, you are damaging your business. You are getting mm. smaller profits. You are hurting your employees and your team if you are not taking care of yourself.
0: Yes. I mean, that I've always been a huge true. advocate for it, even as, so I don't have children, but such an advocate for when I watch moms even take just a little bit of time to do something for themselves. It makes them be able to show up that much more because they are energized, they're refreshed, and they can focus. And I feel that in my business is when I am doing personal development, all that creativity and that focus comes tenfold right back. And in fact, when I want to be inspired in business, I usually go on a walk, go on a run, lift, whatever, and listen to podcasts, go read a yeah. little bit of the book. And like that pouring into yourself leads to outpouring in others and being able to serve. And yes. it is so important. So I love hearing that. I <laughs> have not heard those quotes, so I'm going to need those so I can use them later.
1: I will send them to you. Yeah, it's powerful. I mean, it's it's so cliche, but you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm. Is true. Yeah. If you're an empty cup, you aren't going to have good marketing strategies. You aren't going to be able to solve the problems in your business that come up right and left. You aren't going to have the creativity to to move things forward and to ever, overcome obstacles. You just, you
0: won't. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like for myself, it's also hypocritical because in my business, I'm telling people to do things for themselves, to feel beautiful, strong, uh, and get that growth going. And if I'm not also doing that for me, I can't really be an advocate for it, I don't think. Right. So, Yes, I think it's just amazing. <laughs> I love those. So, so how would you suggest uh, and saying investing in your own well being is a profitable one for business? Like I know that you just quoted those, and I love that. Yeah. Um, what are some ways that you can say that investing helps that profit?
1: Absolutely. How does it actually? How does it? Yes. How work? does is it? Like yes. How am I going to make money for my business? So we just hit on a huge piece being a business owner and being an entrepreneur is a very creative task it doesn't matter if you are a concrete pourer or a functional medicine coach or a personal trainer you running a business is a very creative task figuring out who you are what makes you you how to take care of your clients how to put the languaging around what you do Mm -hmm. every single piece of being an entrepreneur and running a business has a creative component to it and create creativity is a prefrontal cortex operation. That is a thought driven um, calorie burning. our Our brains burn more calories than the rest of our body task. Mm-hmm. And if we are operating in a reptilian fight or flight part of our brain, we aren't able to access that prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. So think about you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? number one is I need to feel safe. Mm -hmm. Number two is I need to be fed. I need to be clothed. I need to have a home. And then I need to have energy. And then right at the top is where we come up with creative things. If we think about the whole, you know, story of human history, entrepreneurship is a fairly new thing because long ago, we were farming and making our own food, and we were dealing with this bottom hierarchy of needs, and there was not time to create a business that is designed around wellness, right? Mm. We were in survival mode. And so if we are constantly in survival mode as entrepreneurs, we aren't going to be able to have the creativity and the brain function to do these bigger things. So that's one way that it ties in. Mm. Um Another way that it ties in, so many business owners that I talk to, I ask them, you know, why did you get into business? And for the most part, there's two pieces of that story. One piece is I have this brilliant idea and the world needs to know it, right? I'm going to change the world and change the way people function with this idea. There's passion. And then the other piece is because I'm sick of corporate America and I don't want to work nine to five. Mm. So we quit our nine to five jobs and now we work 24 seven and we're actually more burned out (laughs) than we were before. Yes, yes. (laughs) That's not working.
0: No, that's not. mm -mm not sustainable.
1: Exactly. Not sustainable. So how does that convert to income? One, I need you to know that you are taken care of so that you can have that creativity to drive that passion forward Hmm. because passion is a high energy thing. And if you are not operating with a high amount of energy, physically, mentally, emotionally, you're not going to be able to drive that passion forward. I don't care how much you care about this thing that you're doing. If you're not taken care of, you don't have the energy to do it. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, if you left your corporate job to stop working nine to five and now you're working 24 seven, we're completely missing half of the point of why you started your business. And so that drive and that energy, that why, why we started our business, half of that. Why is, is not, you know, you're not operating in that. Mm. And it's our why that drive us forward. And so, if if we are failing, so to speak, in half of our why, we're not going to be successful, and we're not going to make money.
0: Right. What I adore you the more that you speak because it's (laughs) you come from such a. I can tell that you're like so connected emotionally, but you're coming from such a logical explanation that I really love that because a lot of times Mm -hmm. I feel answers. And this is, you feel better and you feel like you, and this is like, no, your creativity drives you to see results. And I love hearing that. Um, I'm going to have to listen to you speak over and over and over again, because I (laughs) love how you translate that. It's perfect.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Uh, so this might be more broad, but what are some then shifts that we can start making that impact this wellness that maybe you've suggested for this business growth?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when someone first starts working with me, we work through what I call the three P's. So the first one is perspective. The second is priority. The third is productivity. So perspective means we actually have to get a grip on the fact that what we are talking about is true. I have to switch my perspective so that my behavior changes because Mm -hmm. if my perspective is checking my email one more time is the thing that's going to make me more money, I'm never going to grasp this new way Mm -hmm. of operating. I have to actually change my perspective to a point that at the deepest part of me, I understand that me going for a walk is what's going to move my business forward. Not me saying yes to one more meeting that I'm not actually positive is going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. That's huge. So the first thing is perspective. And that takes a lot of work, especially in our hustle culture in America. I have One client who I just adore, who's from um, England, and just Europeans function so differently than we do. You know, most of Europe takes all of August off. Um, Like, so she just came in (laughs) with this perspective already in place. She's like, "Oh yeah, totally. I work." She's like, "I what did you say?" She's like, "I work 15 hours a week. That's That's all I do." Incredible. I'm like, "Yes, thank you." So she already came in with that perspective. And so then we moved to the other two, but that first piece of doing that mindset work around, I need you to believe Mm. that these two quotes are true. I need you to believe that CEOs who prioritize their own physical, mental and emotional health have, have better outcomes. I need you to believe that. And I need you to believe that being in the top 10% of that wellness profile is going to equal more income. So that's number one.
0: So before we move on, I do have a quick question about that then kind of digging into, have you found, I mean, women, especially, and maybe here Mm -hmm. struggle with that one even more so because I feel like a lot of us are brought up in a way of women are, the productivity is connected to our value. And if we are not doing, 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 and if there's something that we feel like we're lacking or we're, you know, a walk might look like, Uh no, we don't have time for that, but I can do the email thing 80 times. Do you find that that is probably the hardest part of it then for women, especially?
1: It it absolutely is. Yeah, And that's why it's where we start. Because Mm -hmm. if you're not bought in and you don't believe that, you're not going to operate that way. If I don't, and I mean, this is true of myself, you know, I am all of the things and I run a business. (laughs) Yes, And so I have to consciously remind myself, At 4.30, I am done with work Mm -hmm. because me doing 30 more minutes burnt out isn't helpful. And I have to actively, consciously remind myself of Mm -hmm. that. And it is so hard. So, you know, America, hustle culture, all of these things. Then we add being a woman on top of that and whatever gender role expectations we have and whatever pieces of our identity are grounded in. I have to serve and I have to put everyone else first and I have to put myself last. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and overcoming that cluster.
0: of <laughs> That was a very polite way to say it. Yes. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> um,
1: we, we get nowhere until we believe those things. Mm-hmm. So shifting that perspective is number one. Then number two is we actually have to figure out what our priorities are. So we go through a list of, okay, what actually matters in a week? So I have a client right now who is starting a piano bar in Denver. So that's cool. amazing. Yes. Yeah. That's her business. So rad. She's also, you know, the band, uh, the director for her daughter's band and, or not band, uh, booster club. And she is in charge of her son's, uh, what do you call it? Boy Scouts thing. I mean, she has so many things on mm-hmm. her plate that any one of those things could be full time jobs easily. Oh my gosh. And then there's, you know, I need you to exercise. I need you to feed yourself well because your brain's not going to work. If we're not eating the foods that we need to be eating, I need you to remember to drink water. I need you to remember to have time with your husband. So we list out all these priorities and we figure out what are the things that actually matter. And then we compare that to what are the things that you're actually spending time on. And typically when an entrepreneur and a woman sits down and makes those lists, they are not the same. Um, the things that you actually want to prioritize are not the things that you're actually Mm -hmm. doing. So step one is I need your perspective to shift that you taking care of yourself is what's going to make you the most money. Step two is I need you to figure out what your priorities actually need to be in order to take care of yourself and make more money. Um, And then step three is uh, productivity. So there are, man, hundreds of draws on our time every day. Every single person on the planet, we have 24 hours in a day. It doesn't matter if you're Elon Musk or you and me, like we have the same number of hours. And clearly someone like Elon Musk or Oprah Winfrey is doing something different (laughs) than the majority of us (laughs) because they have the same amount of hours and we can see what SpaceX is doing. So one is perspective, two is priorities, and then three is how do we fit those priorities into a calendar system that is actually going to move the needle forward? And so, one of the huge things that I love putting on my entrepreneurs' calendars is what we call a breakout block. This is from the 12 week year, it's a brilliant book if you haven't read it. Yeah, I haven't. But the okay. breakout block. Is three hours in a chunk, a consecutive three hours during the week where you do nothing work related and nothing house tour related. And I say that to my entrepreneurs, and they go, (gasps) No, yes, oh my god, like (laughs) I don't have time to do anything. And you're telling me that three hours in a week, I'm going to go do nothing. I'm like, Yeah, three hours in a week, Mm -hmm. you're going to go do nothing. Um, and so you know, in that breakout block, you need to go do something during work hours that is are unrelated to work. You Mm -hmm. need to go mountain bike. You need to go have coffee with a friend. You need to go X, Y, Z. And so I usually start with my entrepreneur saying, will you do this as an experiment? Will you give me two weeks where you put three hours on your calendar where you're not going to do anything and commit to it and just see what happens? Mm -hmm. Like just try it. And every single time they come back to me and they say, oh my gosh, the second half of my week was so much more productive than the first after I took that break block. Yeah.
0: That's incredible. It's
1: huge. Yeah. So that was a little vague, but we take those priorities and then we calendar them Mm -hmm. into a calendar. And we say, these are the amount of hours that we're going to be working. And you are working on this for this amount of time, period. And you don't have your email open. You don't have your phone open. You have your door closed. So your kid can't come get you. And what you can get done in two hours Mm -hmm. are things that people struggle to get done all okay. week,
0: yes, yes. because they don't
1: have the right perspective, they don't have the right priorities, and they don't know how to be productive. Right. So that those three P's are how we translate. I need you to take care of yourself into this actually equals a more profitable business.
0: I really love that. That's incredible. <laughs> and I would, for myself personally, listening to that, it's been so incredible. I've been in business for 14 years with my photography, and yeah. I was like that. I was like, oh, I can be working at 10 p.m. Oh. I can keep working. Who cares? I should get more and more done. And it actually started shifting with the guy that I started dating almost two years ago where he works really hard, but he also plays really hard. Yeah. And when I started just watching him, it it encouraged me to do the same. And I have found I can get just as much done during the day when I take off a normal amount of time in the evening to do some other things that I want to do, see people I want to see, or take breaks in between and maybe work longer that day to have like a lunch with a friend. And, and I feel like, isn't that the reason we started a business anyway? One of the reasons is so we could have our own time. And so I've started doing, well, I like the sunshine, so I'm going to take my break in the middle of the day. And, and there's so many things that we should be doing that actually help our business. And like you said, I get just as much, if not more done now, including those breaks for me because I'm actually productive. I know what I need to get done. And yeah. I've put in systems in place where I'm just quicker at certain things because of it. Yeah. And yeah. I've seen such a huge shift, but it's not until you start implementing or you're like, oh, I don't think I can really get that much more done. Um, so yes. I like the experiment part that you try to say like, hey, let's just try it. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: You don't have to commit to this for the next 10 years. I just need to give you – just give me two weeks. Yes. yes. two weeks.
0: No. <laughs> I love that. Very short term. That's good. Yeah, so absolutely. I have a few questions even like hormone related because I know you deal yeah. with that as well. Uh, yeah. In the past few years, I've been through like bikini, bodybuilding, powerlifting, and now my body has shifted into this huge like health issue that I'm working on along with mm. hormone related. And the more I've talked about it, the more I've seen – and I'm sure you see this too – feel like that is so prevalent in the last few yeah. years where it's come up for women. And how I'm kind of feeling like it's related is because of the exhaustion and they're not feeling themselves to be able to be that productive self. So do you have yeah. any advice to those who may be struggling with hormones and how they can kind of shift some of those things?
1: Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Hormones drive the ship. Um, If there is, you know, if there is a control switch in your body, it's your hormones. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, functional medicine brain.
0: Good. Yes. Um, Get it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, totally switching gears from business productivity to functional medicine. Mm -hmm. Really, I say there are three root causes to disease or disease or not feeling well in your body, and those are hormone imbalance, gut permeability and adrenal fatigue or cortisol burnout. A lot of times all three of those go together. Sometimes it's one isolated, but if you take the whole myriad of symptoms, exhaustion, you know, uncomfortable periods, the, everything, anxiety, eczema, depression, all of it, mm-hmm. all of those are fire alarms that point to these three root causes. So with hormones, um, a couple of things. One, there's something called the cortisol steal. So Every single one of our hormones originally starts with cholesterol from cholesterol. Our bodies turn that into cortisol, which is our stress or fight or flight hormone and our estrogens and androgens and sex hormones. So it all starts with one thing. And then our body determines with these building blocks, what do I need? So cholesterol is always gets this bad rap. We actually don't. A lot of people who are on cholesterol blockers have serious hormone issues Mm -hmm. because they don't have enough cholesterol to make the hormones that we need. Um, So that's a total rabbit trail. But when someone is dealing with high stress and chronic stress, what's happening is that every single day your body is taking the building blocks that it needs to make hormones and it's stealing a majority of that to make cortisol and not to make estrogens and androgens. Mm. So when people are dealing with hormone imbalance and hormone imbalance can look like chronic fatigue, it can look like brain fog, it can look like Uh, weight gain that you just can't lose. It can look like weight loss that you just can't gain. It looks like a whole bunch of things. But when you're dealing with something like that, typically what we see are people who operate in a high stress environment. And that can either be internal stress. Um, So I call internal stress the stuff that we tell ourselves. Like Mm. I have to get the laundry done or else, you know, I, I have to do all of these things. There's all of these pressures and my life might look kind of chill, but I'm not chill, Mm -hmm. that's still stress and our body doesn't know how to differentiate that kind of stress from running away from a saber-toothed tiger. In our biology, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So most of us are running away from a saber-toothed tiger 18 hours a day and that (laughs) will mess up your hormones (laughs) because (laughs) everything is going to cortisol and not going to estrogens and androgens. So that's huge. If we can get someone to reduce their stress And recenter. A lot of times, those hormone things will kind of resolve themselves. But I just went on a whole rabbit trail. Does that answer any of your questions? Yes. No. I know it felt like
0: a rabbit trail, but I just was like, I know that this really implements into, especially for myself, and like I've seen other clients as well, how they show up for their own business then because they are struggling with hormones. Um, And I'm I'm in the same boat. And it's hard because there are days it's where it's hard. like, oh my gosh, you know, I have to be productive. I have to work. And when your hormones aren't in check and like we said, if we're not pouring in ourselves to fix some of those things, my business suffers. So even though right. it felt like a rabbit hole, it still feels so like interconnected and um, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so interconnected. I say to all my entrepreneurs, you are your business, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you have a team of 12 or you're a solopreneur your business exists because you exist. Mm -hmm. If you are the owner, if you're the founder, if you're the CEO, whatever, your business is you. And so if you're unwell, if you can't think clearly because your hormones are out of whack, if you are exhausted all the time, and so the energy that you want to be putting into your business, you simply don't have, like you're your business. So no one is coming to your rescue except for you. Mm -hmm. And if you're dealing with some of these underlying symptoms like hormone imbalance or gut health or fill in the blank, your body is expending that energy to try to function and keep you alive, not to come up with this creative passion driven project. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Just a struggle to
0: function and not be the creative productive self that you can be so that's just yeah yeah. Yeah. it's definitely connected for me so that's why I was like I know she knows about this I have stalked everything about you so (laughs) I wanted to hear what you thought and I I love that and we don't have to speak more about this but you brought up cholesterol and a really close friend of mine is so passionate about nutrition as well. And we have gone hours on walks talking about cholesterol and how it's good and how people think it's, you know, all this incredible stuff. So I'm going to have yes. to connect y'all as well. Cause I know that you guys would just be on the same page. I love it. Yeah, um, please, absolutely. So kind of back to that leading um, yourself while leading a business, because that's definitely mm-hmm. a job too. It's definitely yeah. a job to lead yourself. What are some ways that, and you've kind of answered a little bit of this, that you set them up for success to lead themselves?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So again, a piece of that goes back to perspective. Mm -hmm. If I don't believe that the things that I need to prioritize are important, I'm not going to lead well, or I'm going to lead people into burnout, right? Mm -hmm. So a huge piece of that is if I'm going to lead well, leading well starts with leading myself well. And so what does it look like to lead well? It looks like getting up in the morning and making my bed. It looks like fueling my body in a way that lets me not be hangry and blow up at 2 p.m. Right? That's, That's yes. huge. Yep. Like, we've all had those bosses who just lose it. <laughs> and nobody wants to work for those people. No. Like, I don't want to work for oh, those people. No. Um, but a lot of times that comes from if someone is losing it, they're probably not well taken care of, mm. right? There's some emotional need that isn't being filled, there's some physical need that isn't being filled. So if I'm going to treat my employees well, it needs to start with me treating me well. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yes. Um. So yeah, self-leadership. I make my bed in the morning. I make myself breakfast. I honor the appointments that I have with myself because that means that I honor appointments with other people. Yes. If I have a workout on my calendar, that is not going to go away because you have an emergency. Right. Mm. Your urgency is not my emergency. I tell that
0: Yes. Amen to that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I say that to my my entrepreneurs all the time. And my team knows that. Like my team knows if there is a true emergency, like something is on fire, someone died, you can't get into something and you're about to have a sales call. You can call me twice.
0: Yeah.
1: And like I will be there for you. But other than that, other than that, you know, we check Slack three times a day mm-hmm. and I will get back to you at these times. We have our team huddles put it in our document so that we know that we need to hit on that. Those are the kinds of things that are huge. And me believing that like your urgency is not my emergency Mm
0: -hmm.
1: means that my team believes that. Um, And if I'm operating that way, like I have peace, I am not stressed. Nothing is a five alarm fire. Then my team operates that way. Mm Um, if I'm operating in a way that everything is a five alarm fire, nothing is okay, we have to fix everything right now, then my team operates that way and that's not good leadership. Right. Um, the best leaders are the leaders who, who lead by example. We, we know that, right? There's the leaders who can give all the right talks and then they get off stage and you look at their life and you're like, mm-hmm. huh,
0: <laughs> that is it. something's missing there. Yes. Yeah, that
1: a like quiet line up. Um, And then there's the leaders who aren't on stage, who aren't giving speeches, who you look at and you go, oh, I want to be like that. Mm -hmm. Those are the good leaders. And so you becoming that person is how you lead your team well. And becoming that person is investing in your own self-care, is investing in your own intellectual growth, is investing in your own... um, leadership skills, taking classes, listening to podcasts, putting into practice the things that we learn, that's what it looks like to lead yourself well. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you start leading differently.
0: Yes. Oh, that's absolutely true. I know that we've talked about a few things that each of us, either you suggest or we do for ourselves, whether it's, you know, walking, I love lifting, podcasting, reading, all of those things. And I know for me it those adding all of those in my schedule was not a next day thing. These took years uh, yes. because they had to become habits, and yes. especially for women, I feel like we take on a lot of the mental load along with like the physical load, whether it's in the house or you know whatever we're doing the day to day and so I couldn't start with doing all of them right however it, it also came with eliminating some of the bad habits as well. So I feel like yep. women listening might be like, "Oh, now it's just another to do and another thing I have to add mm-hmm. to the list." So it kind of reminds me of what you said earlier about what is actually important and figuring out what was that P word that you used. It was I perspective. Think the sec- It was the second or third one.
1: Perspective priorities. Priorities.
0: Yes, priorities. Because I feel like we just want to add more to our plate and I don't want Uh them to be hearing that because I know that's not what you think either. It's also Mm -hmm. eliminating and finding out what those priorities are. And so how do you suggest maybe starting to eliminate some things off of their plates that aren't priorities?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I have my clients do a lot is I have them track, excuse me, so I'm going to have, when you start working with me, you are going to track your week, whether it's on a sticky note or something, you are going to write down the amount of time that you spend doing things Mm -hmm. because what it, and when we're changing a habit, the first thing we have to know is what our habits even are Mm -hmm. in the first place. A crazy piece of science, our subconscious is in charge of 96 to 98% of our decisions in a day which means that we are consciously in charge of two to 4% <laughs> of what we do in a day. And so when we think about the fact that I am I am consciously in charge of two to 4% of my day, and now I need to turn the Titanic, that is like a little teeny tiny rudder on a very large mm. boat with a lot of momentum. So making a list and just adding things in your schedule is not gonna turn that Titanic because the 96 to 98% of what's going on is what's going to turn that boat. So how do we actually change a habit? We have to change what's happening in your subconscious, not what's happening in your conscious. And how we do that is we use that little tiny two to 4% to get clear on, okay, what am I actually doing so that I can use that two to 4% to get really clear? So one of the things that we start doing is I have my my clients track for a week what they actually do. So they're literally Mm -hmm. writing down, like I am responding to email from this time to this time. I am changing my laundry from this time to this time. I'm dealing with my kid from this time to this time so that they can see an entire week of what's actually happening. Not what their calendar says is happening, Mm -hmm. not what they think is happening. Uh,
0: Yes, yes. But (laughs) but
1: what is (laughs) actually happening And then while they're working on that, they're also making their list of what they want their priorities to be. You know, I want my priorities to be hanging out with my family. I want my priorities to be exercise. I want my priorities to be this. And then we take those two things and we put them side by side and we go, so how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) What What is actually happening? And now what do we need to change? And then we start making little micro- two degree shifts to make that change. We're not going to overhaul your schedule and all of a sudden you're working out for an hour a day and you're eating green smoothies and you know exactly yep. what to get from the grocery store. That's, yeah, no. I, I wish you guys could see her face. No, right
0: no, like, <laughs> no. That's, just, no, but
1: no. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Step one is what's actually happening. Step two is what do you want to have happen? Mm. And now we start taking little baby steps to get there. Um, So my business is functional medicine. That's what my team does. And that is absolutely my passion. And my team now runs that show for me. And then I do the entrepreneurial stuff because I've gotten passionate about that. But I do the exact same thing with my entrepreneurs that I do with my functional medicine clients, which is here's where you're at. Here's where you want to be. And now I'm going to hand you a stack of concrete stepping stones that are going to get you from point A to point B, Mm -hmm. and we are going to take one stepping stone down at a time, and we're going to slowly build this path. And it's going to be up to you which stepping stone we take first, whether we're balancing your hormones or we're trying to figure out how to get your business profitable. We're not going to do it all at once. I think you know, entrepreneurs are like, well, I have to post on social media every single day, and I have Mm -hmm. to have an email list, and I have to grow my email list, and I have to nurture that email list, and I have to do sales calls, and I have to like oh, by the way, I don't even know what my product is. I have to figure that out and what my pricing <laughs> is and all these things. Like, yes, we're going to do one of those things mm-hmm. at a time. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, yep.
0: that is incredible because, like I said earlier, even with just, like, fitness and health, I didn't know what eating healthy looked like for years. Like it's eliminating and adding and changing and figuring out. And that's the same in business. I still don't have it perfectly and I've been doing this for 14 years. I shift and watch what happens. And I add and I eliminate. And that's a lifelong thing no matter if it's your health, personal, or business. And so I love that you say you just can shift those little things because that's that's how you make a habit anyway. If you try to change your entire life, you're going to fall back just like any new year's resolution. You know, you try to change your entire life in a week and that's not sustainable and it's not fun either, but it's kind of fun to shift little things and try to figure it out. Or at least it is to me. Maybe that's crazy, but
1: absolutely. Mm -hmm. I can shift two to 4% pretty easily. Mm -hmm. And then as I shift two to 4% and that becomes normal, now that drops into my 96 to 98%. And now my 96 to 98% is moving a slightly different direction. And then I focus on the next two to 4%. And then that becomes normal and drops into my 96 to 98%. And that's how we start to turn that, you know, monster Titanic boat with a two inch rudder is We just turn it and then we keep going that direction and we turn it and we keep going up just little little bit (laughs) at a time.
0: Yeah, and and that's what's hard, is especially people coming into business, they want it to be perfect and to do all the things at once. And yes, it's just not, I guess, reasonable because Mm -hmm. you have to figure out and shift and figure out what works for you as well and and, and see what's long lasting to you because you even might shift your business anyway. So, um, totally. I, I love that. Just that little shift is perfect. Cause even with reading, people are like, how do you read so many books a year? I'm like, um, I read like 10 minutes a day. It's really not very much. Uh, yeah. so just those little shifts. I love that. Is there anything that's maybe been on your heart that you want to share? Maybe some advice that you'd love to give or something that you've mm-hmm. just been feeling close to you and want to share today?
1: yeah, oh, that's a great question. Um, hmm. I know that is
0: nowhere near what we thought, but
1: no, it's so good. I think, okay, I have two things. Mm-hmm. Um, one on the entrepreneur side, one on the the how do we live a healthy life side? So on the entrepreneur side, I think something that happens a lot and that's that's really on my heart and that I see with my clients and I feel with myself, is the majority of people who are starting a business are not people who are coming into this with an MBA. Where people who are coming into this with an idea. And we are comparing ourselves mm. to the people who have been doing this for 14 years or the people who have an MBA. And so we're looking and we're saying, I should be doing blah, 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 blah. And no, you shouldn't because one, you don't know how yet. So mm-hmm. let's get you help mm-hmm. with someone who's down the road a little bit further who can help you. And two, I want you to look at where you're at right now. Um, it's like the uh I want to say LeBron James but that's not right the commercial that's on the Super Bowl right now or the yeah. commercial <laughs> football that's like don't compare yourself to oh Tom Brady don't compare yourself to being the next Tom Brady compare yourself to the guy in the mirror mm-hmm. right you know I started a business eight years ago and if I look at where Sweet Hallie was eight years ago it is a very different place than Sweet Hallie is right now <laughs> and right? praise
0: God you
1: know and that's praise God <laughs> But if honestly, if I had been constantly comparing myself to the person who was eight years in front of me, mm-hmm. I would have been miserable yes. and probably quit because I don't know how she got there. I've got to follow my own path. So that's, I think that's the first one for entrepreneurs is like, focus on your passion, focus on what brought you to starting your business in the first place, get help in the areas that you know you need help in because mm-hmm. we can't do this alone. Right. Um, and compare yourself to the business that you had last month or last year, not to the person on Instagram who's been doing this for 14 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Please like your business matters. Your voice matters. Our world needs whatever you are creating. And the only way you're going to be successful is by, by continuing to grow yourself. So that's that. And then the thing that I tell all of my clients that is just always on my heart is start asking yourself the question, what am I nourishing? Mm. Um, am I nourishing connection? Am I nourishing friendship? Am I nourishing um hope, joy, peace, love, etc.? Or am I nourishing stress? Am I nourishing burnout? What are you nourishing? And just start getting conscious of that question with the decisions that you're making. Mm-hmm. If you can get conscious of that question when you're checking your email at 10 o'clock at night, and go, "What am I nourishing right now?" Ah. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm probably feeding something that I don't want to be feeding. What, yes. what do I actually want to be feeding? You can make a lot of change pretty quick just by getting conscious of what's happening.
0: I really like that. What are you nourishing? It's interesting you say that because there are days that things come up, things shift. You know, it's unpredictable, but there yes. are days at the end where, you know, my boyfriend will be like, okay, well, how was today? And, and I'll say like, today was a very connective day. And, you know, friends will happen to call or they'll need something or a lunch will come up, whatever that looks like. And it's been so interesting because I've allowed that in my life because I've set up my structure correctly, you know, for business and work. And so I love that. It feels like I'm able to nourish myself or I used to say no to that because I felt like I didn't have the time. And so I love that. What is this nourishing? I'm going to use that. I really love that. Good. So
1: Yay, thank you.
0: tell us where we can find you, how we can follow you, get to know you more. I mean, I know all the goods, but go ahead and, <laughs> and talk about that a little bit where we can find you.
1: Yes, absolutely. So we are on Instagram at live nourished coaching. That's where you're going to find all of our functional medicine, health stuff. Highly recommend that you follow that. You can follow me and just my life at Hallie Brooke on Instagram. Um, I'm super open with my life and my story And then go to our website, www.livenourishedcoaching.com. And on there, you can see both of the pieces of our business, which is the functional medicine side. You can take a free quiz to see what's happening with your hormones, what's happening with your gut health, etc. And then you can also click on the Work With Us tab and go to the Nourished Entrepreneur, book a call with me, and I would love to talk to you. So our website is the best way to get a hold of me, either for functional medicine or for
0: business. Wonderful. And I'll put that all in the notes as well, just in case they weren't able to write it down or go right to it, but they'll be able to click right from there. So you are absolutely such a light. I'm so excited and I'm so happy that we got to do this. So thank you so much, Hallie.
1: Me too, Shauna. This was wonderful. (laughs) Thank you so much. Of
0: course. I always feel so honored that I get to talk to such incredible, wise women with so much to give and to pour out as well. So thank you again for being here today. And also, if you are a listener of The Shine Podcast and love it, if you could take just a couple seconds to go subscribe and also give me a five-star review, it definitely helps the back end of this podcast get seen. Thank you so much. And as always, keep shining.